Hello, this is Ed Hill, host of the Memphis Home Maintenance Show. We're so glad you joined us today, and we're going to have a great time. Yes, we are. We're going to talk about... Thank you. Appreciate the support. We're going to talk about Be Prepared Home Emergency Gear. Now, the best time to plant a tree is 50 years ago. The second best time is today. The moral of that saying is that as we go over home emergency gear, even if you realize, hey, I should have had this, but I don't have it, that's okay. We understand. Get it today. Make a list today. If you can't get you know, everything done at one time, get started. Start building home emergency gear around your home so that you can solve some of the things that can happen from time to time. Now, before we get into this topic, I want to remind you that I'm not only the host of the Memphis Home Maintenance Show, but my name is Ed Hill, and I'm Senior Consultant with Masters Roofing in Memphis, Tennessee. We're based in beautiful Bartlett, Tennessee. We serve the entire Memphis Mid-South region, so if you have questions about roofing, need some free expert advice on roofing, maybe you need a repair estimate or roof replacement estimate, call me directly at 901-273-6594. Be glad to help. All right, now let's talk about Be Prepared Home Emergency Gear. Now let me say at the outset that I'm not going to go into detail about uh, medical emergency because if you have a medical emergency at your home, first thing you need to do is call 911. That's obvious. And there are many courses where you can be certified in first aid, be trained about things you can do in a medical emergency. But the ultimate thing to do is to get professional help in a serious medical emergency at your home. Hopefully for minor things, you have a first aid kit at your home. And I don't think I need to tell everybody about all of that. All right. But what I am going to do is to give you two uh, areas, two examples. Let's talk first about a water emergency at your home. What type of gear might you need to deal with that? Now, let's say that you've been on vacation for a week. This is a true story that someone told me. It was during uh, Christmas time. They came home and uh, an ice flow had formed coming out from under their garage door down their driveway. You know, the, it, the water had been leaking, but it was very cold and it froze. This was not a good thing. Obviously, a pipe had burst in their home while they were gone and it had run for probably several hours or several days and created what they saw when they came home. One thing you ought to do is when you leave your home for work or to be gone, especially a long time, don't turn the heat way down in the winter and keep the AC where it should be. But especially in the winter, keep your home, uh, it might not be as warm as it would be when you're there, but you know when you think about the home, uh, what, what it would cost to repair a water damage issue at your home versus paying for some normal heating while you're gone is just it's just a no-brainer. All right, but let's say you you come home to a water issue. Maybe you, when you uh, open your home and you come in from work, water is where it shouldn't be. All right, number one, 
Know where the water cutoffs are at your home. They'll usually be under a kitchen sink, maybe where your hot water heater is, a utility room in the basement, depending on your home. If you're not sure where the little lever or knob is, like an outside water faucet handle or knob, if you don't know where the, that is, and you may have, um, depending on the layout, there could be more than one, I guess, but know where they are. If you don't know, then your plumber can show you where they are. But that's very important because if you realize you're having a water issue, you want to stop any more water from coming in while you clean it up. Number two, know where to check for leaks. Now, what we mean by this is um, if there's a bathroom above a ceiling where you have water coming through a ceiling, that's where you should go look first. I mean, that's the very first thing you should do. And you may see the source. It Often it's a toilet on a second floor that will leak, you know, to the floor and then to the ceiling below. It could be some other issue like a broken line. So know where to check. Check the bathrooms. Check the water heater, especially if you have a water heater any type of plumbing, really, that's that might be in the attic above your home. That would be a primary thing. Sometimes water issues can happen on the outside of the home that get inside the home. I remember once when I was uh, very young, I, I got out of, I heard the water running at night, like at two o'clock, and I thought, who's water in the yard at two o'clock? And it was the winter, so it was doubly weird. Stepped out of bed right into freezing cold water. A, a, a pipe to an outside faucet had burst in the uh, sub-freezing temps, and, and yet it didn't just leak outside. Obviously, it leaked inside. So let's review. Know where your cutoffs are. Know where to check for leaks. Number three, have a water-sucking vacuum cleaner. Now, let me say this right at the outset. You cannot use your your regular normal vacuum cleaner for this because it's not designed to hold water. If it shorts out, it could destroy the vacuum cleaner. I'm not an electrician, but I'm assuming if you're not careful, I guess you could get electrocuted with that. So don't don't do that. But you can get things like Shop Vac, and I'm sure there's other other brand names. But a, a vacuum cleaner that's made to suck up water so you can remove it from carpeting and flooring as quickly as possible. Uh, short of that, just have a, a, mop it, a, mop it, a mop and bucket with a, a wringer so you can mop up quickly and get everything as dry as you can, as fast as you can. Once you have the water up and it's, it's not standing anymore, then turn on a big fan. Turn on all the ventilation in your home. But it would be great if you had on hand in advance a, a floor fan. You know, they just, I don't know, what are they, 36 inches, you know, a square. You know, turn it on and blow on that carpet or that flooring and dry it up by evaporation as quickly as, as you can. Towels, extra towels that will soak up water are very handy. So that would be uh, four would be the fan, five would be the towel, six would be have have on hand somewhere, uh, put it in your phone now so you have it. 
the phone number of your plumber, the phone number of your insurance agent, because that will be a claim, and a phone number for a disaster uh, remediation company. And there are a lot of great ones nationally. They have local franchises. You may know somebody who runs one of these or started their own. It might not be a big-name brand, but it does. they do the same work. Somebody can come over and, if like if the walls are affected, those are going to have to be torn out, redone. You know, you, you get the idea. It's going to, after you stop the water and dry it up, there's still remaining issues that have to be dealt with. So know who you're going to call before you ever need them. That's a really good idea. Number seven, let's say it was something like a, uh, a thunderstorm came through and a tree landed on your house. Well, that's going to involve a construction company, a state-licensed and bonded construction company and roofer to repair that, and that would take a tarp on that roof. Hear me well. If you are not an expert at getting on roofs, Pay whatever money you need to to get somebody who is an expert and has the gear to do that. Or you may have another home emergency when you fall off the roof and end up in the hospital and can't work. All right? So uh, a tarp is handy. And maybe maybe even tarps can be used in some situations inside where you have a drip. And, and let me even circle back around. Let's say you come in and you're having a leak, but there's no standing water yet. Well, you know, have some buckets and big pots. i tell you what works great is those big plastic containers that we put, you know, junk in to store and, and with the lids. But take the lid off, obviously, but put that underneath a dripping leak. And that way you're not get, letting it ruin your carpeting or your flooring and so forth. Does that make sense to you? So, basically, in this episode, what I'm saying to you is think like a survivor, not a victim. It just, it irritates me when I, you know, I hate to say this, but it just irritates me when I run into situations where somebody's just sitting there waiting for somebody else to come and take care of it. Take action, baby. I mean, look. If there's a leak dripping on your flooring, get something under it. You know, most most people do that, but I've seen it where people don't. You know, if you don't have everything that I'm talking about right here, but you have some of it, get 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 it in action and minimize the damage. Don't think like a like a victim. Think like a survivor. Survivors figure it out. Um, so one of the best things, though, to do is to be prepared in advance. And I, I'm going to say up front, what I just went over is not an exhaustive list. We could probably spend an hour or two on that. But it just it gives you the idea that maybe I should think about what would I do, what would I need if this happened. And that's, that's what I'm aiming at here in this episode. Let me give you a second example. Let's say that you're... Your home had a house fire going. Maybe maybe your whole house isn't involved yet, but there is a fire. The very first thing you should do is call 911 and get the fire department on the way. Hey, if you're able to put the fire out, you can always call back and cancel the call. They're going to roll up anyway because they're professionals. But 
Call 911 first. Don't make the mistake that some people do, like, oh, this is small, I can handle it. You might not be able to, or it, it the fire may get to something that just accelerates everything, and it's an inferno before you know it. One of the things that most most people know who cook, you know, most moms who cook know this and try to teach their children, and I'm sure a lot of dads do too, is if you're cooking on a stove and there's a fire on the stove, don't throw water on it, it because if it, grease is involved, which it, it would be if you had a fire, oil, grease, it's just going to spread it, and then you could catch the whole kitchen on fire and then the whole house. Just take a lid and put it over that thing, and by depriving it of oxygen, you know, on that pan that's on fire, it'll put the fire out. Just trust me on that. Use baking soda if you need to. If you have to, use a fire extinguisher, although uh, that's going to be a big mess. I think you can even use salt. Uh, maybe I'm crazy, but <laughs> I think I heard that. But uh, if it's a small fire and it's right there at the stove, don't. the biggest thing to not do is don't panic. Panic just it turns you into a victim. Don't panic. Be cool, even though things are getting hot. And just put a lid on that little stove fire and you know, everything's okay. But let's say it's let's say it started like that, it came became more than that, and you're going like, uh-oh, this way this is way out of my league here. Hey, clear the house of all the people first and pets second. Clear the house of everything living and meet at a designated point. Well, how would they know where to meet? Well, that's going to be because you told them, here's the, all the ways to get out of the home safely if there's a fire. If this is blocked, go here. If you can't go out there, go there. Uh, you know, hey, I know this goes against everything in us, but if somebody had to jump out of a second or third story window to save their life, uh, it would hurt, but to, they would save their lives. So, there's even uh, little rope and ladder systems you can buy to hang out a window and get out. But I don't want to get into all that. I'm saying get the get the people out of the house. Uh, you know, if you can, get pets, but people first for sure. I've never I've never been in a house fire, and my, I might change my tune immediately if I had that experience. But I've never really understood when people say, well. You know, uh, my, you know, somebody in my family was trapped on the other end of the house, and we just couldn't get to them. I'm, I'm sure it's crazy in that situation. The smoke alone, the heat, the fire, and I might be wrong, and I may be the first one to fail at this and put to the test. But you know, if one of my loved ones is in a home, I'm gonna figure out a way to get them out. Um, or, or die trying. I'm not just going to stand there and allow a family member or, or someone else to die in a house fire. But again, that's, that's each person's individual call. I've just never understood it. But to, to the best of your ability, clear the home of everybody. Like if you have a, a fire that starts in the kitchen and you've got... Uh, you know, bedrooms and a den or whatever in a basement or other end of the house, don't think, well, I don't need to get everybody out. Get everybody out or get them helping you, you know, and then get out. 
But anyway, you know what I'm saying. Don't, don't be a victim. Think like a survivor. Now, uh, so number two is clear the house of everybody and pet second. If it comes down to a pet or a person, obviously you're going to save the person. But uh, understand. All right, number three is this is gear before you have a fire event, okay? So you have a plan if there's a fire event. Well, this, this is some gear in that plan that can help you. You need to have a home alarm system that has a smoke sensor, or you can just have smoke sensors. You don't even have to have a home alarm system. Smoke detectors, we usually call them. They will, they will sense the particles of smoke and alert you that there's an issue, especially if there's a fire that happens at night, which many times that's the case. It, you need something that's going to wake you up, and trust me, it'll wake you up. Heat sensors. These, this is uh, often a part of an advanced alarm system, and I, I don't. I think they actually make those freestanding. But smoke sensors and heat sensors can alert you to a fire. I recently inspected an attic where uh, this person had a fire background, you know, a career, but. I don't think I'd ever seen this, but there are actually smoke sensors, excuse me, heat sensors in the attic. Uh, very well done. So that if there ever was a fire from the furnace or any other source in the attic, which you might not see or be aware of, like lightning, for example, um, then that person would be, uh, you know, warned well in advance. So fire detection, which is often smoke detection initially, and then heat. Uh, number four would be fire extinguishers. Let's say you're looking at the fire, maybe it's in the garage, and it's it's not a not a big fire, but you know, hey, tell you what, wouldn't it make a lot of sense if you already had fire extinguishers, one in your garage, one in the kitchen, maybe one somewhere else near a furnace, let's say, or you know, like 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 right by it, you need to be able to get to it and that everybody in your family knew where those were and how to use them. Wouldn't that make a lot of sense? Sure. But, you know, it's the same thing. Let me let me put fire extinguisher in that sentence I said to start with. The best time to have a fire extinguisher is, you know, five, let's say five years before you need them. The second best time is the, is the day after a fire, let's say, because you, you're not going to run to the store to get a fire extinguisher if you need one now, right? So have those. They're not that expensive. You can get them everywhere. You know, like all the home supply stores and you can order them online. I'm sure everybody's got them on places like Amazon and all of that. They're not hard to get. They're very handy to have if you need them. So fire extinguishers would be four, and then uh, five would be fans. Let's say that you do successfully stop a fire in your home, they're still good for you, acting like a survivor instead of a victim. But now uh, you have smoke in your home. What are you going to do? Well, you open all the doors and windows you can, and you have a big fan, and you have that fan blowing, you know, facing, let's say facing out of a doorway, and you, you have that fan pull the smoke out of your out of your home. Does that make sense to you? Get the smoke out. Now, 
It was a really significant fire and a lot of smoke. Again, you may need to call uh, your insurance, uh, a disaster remediation company, your insurance agent, that kind of thing, because that, that again, would be a claim. There would be funds there to help you with anything that, that was smoke damaged or fire damaged. So, you know, that's something you want to get on right away. They can even, uh, your insurance agent, and Red Cross and Salvation Army, for example, can even help you get temporary housing in, in an emergency like that. Again, there's probably hundreds of little details we could mention, and we could talk for an hour or two on each topic, right? My main point in this podcast is think like a survivor, not a victim. A survivor plans ahead or is very innovative in the moment when necessary. A victim just doesn't plan ahead, never thinks ahead. Life happens to them, and they just watch helplessly like a spectator. Don't be like that. And the best way to get away from that kind of thinking is start thinking about what ifs. What if this happened? What if that happened? Now, what about major disasters? And we're going to wrap this up really quick right here. Major disaster like a flood, a tornado, hurricane, you know, forest fire roaring towards your subdivision. Get out. Have bug out bags ready with everything you would need if you had to leave quickly, including, um, you know, you could think of everything you need, but including some food initially, water, that kind of thing. But get, get out of there. Just go. Because... Your life and the lives of your family members are are more important than, quote, protecting your home, quote, protecting your your, uh, possessions and so forth. In situations where there's mass evacuations due to a large major disaster, man-made or natural, the National Guard is going to be there to help provide security. So to, to the greatest extent possible in that type of situation, your possessions will largely be safeguarded. I know there's looting and all that, but again, everything you have can eventually be replaced if it needs to be, but you don't want to lose lives or have people be wounded or injured when you can get them out of harm's way. All right, so anyway, Basically, we're talking about learning to think like a survivor. Don't just be a victim. Be prepared. That's in advance with some home emergency gear. And if you want more training and that type of thing, there's a great training online on YouTube. You can get certified in various courses that will, that will truly make you an expert. But again, just knowing about it, that's half of the equation The other half is to have on hand, in advance, the gear you would need to deal with something where where you, you know, life tags you, you're it, and you have to deal with it. Nobody else is going to. Does that make sense to you? Well, that's that's my main goal today, that you would uh, begin to think like that. Well, again, uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. Let your friends and neighbors know we're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio, Google Play. 
Apple, iTunes. Man, we are everywhere. We're almost like Santa Claus. So uh, basically, that's where they can find us. But the simplest way is just tell them, hey, just type in your search bar, www.memphishomemaintenanceshow.podbean.com. It doesn't matter where they live in the country. We try to adapt our shows so that they can apply it to their area. They don't have to live right here in the Memphis Mid-South area. But if you do, and you have questions about roofing, about roof advice, roof repairs, roof replacement estimates, whatever you need, call me directly, Ed Hill, Senior Consultant, Master of Roofing, Memphis, Tennessee, 901-273-6594. 901-273-6594. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to having you with us on our next podcast. Thank you so much for listening.